Hello, everybody. Welcome to the New Human Podcast. I'm Jasmine Sterling. And I'm Sarah Powell. And today is going to be a fun conversation that we are going to bring out. Um, Really, it has a lot to do with how we can create a reality and what part of it, if there is any, that is actually predestined or that we don't have any control over. And this, this is kind of a crossroads that a lot of us come to, and you'll notice this in discussions when we're very excited about having synchronicities and experiencing these miraculous events that we just know we're really in alignment with life, you know, and everything is going, we, we can really feel it and see it. And we're, we're seeing the, the benefits of, you know, our higher vibration status. And we're seeing all these things. And then all of a sudden it's inevitable at some point we'll go, oh yeah, that we have no control over that. And you just kind of gloss over it. And, and lately I've really been seeing really how much of this is out of our control. How much of it really is in our control? What is predestined? And wow, that was a loud bell. And I just thought this would be an incredible conversation to bring out because there are so many different ways that we can look at it. And um, we're not saying we have any of the answers. We just want to bring this out because so far we haven't really seen anybody nail the exact thing that's happening, except for that we're just in a learning about our knowingness of the totality of what we are as these creator gods. We don't know yet completely. That's why we're in the position of, oh, this seems like we have no control and this seems like we do. Ultimately, we get the feeling that we do have, that we are completely creating our reality and we're just not quite there yet. That's the feeling is, ah, I just need to stretch a little bit more. I need more, more consciousness. I just, there is something. So that's what we're bringing to the table today. And um yeah, go for it. Go for okay. it. So, so I think right around the same time, Jasmine and I had a conversation the day after we were both struggling with the same thing about this subject matter. So that's why we brought it to the podcast. So the night before, um, I always like to use examples of what's going on with my life to because other people can relate to those. So I was just, I always want to know, is there more? What's more? What What are the boundaries and can I push them and can I break them? And, you know, we've heard it over and over again. Our thoughts create our reality. It's like, yes, we know. We, we really know this. But that's missing something for me because I've had so many miracles in my life that I can't explain or cannot be explained by your thoughts create your reality. Um, the, the miracles bring things that uh, some of the miracles bring things that I was thinking about. So yeah, my thoughts create my reality, but then other mind blowing things keep happening in addition to that, where I wasn't thinking about it, but I needed healing or I wasn't looking to be saved, but I was, my life was saved. So in that respect, is that predestined, you know, cause it's so personal and did someone see something coming? Um, before I did, which I'll just like go going into the uh, story now. So my car, I had just been in for an inspection the week before, or not an inspection, I was going to get an oil change and inspection. And I decided not to do the inspection. I just said, give me the oil change. I don't have time to stay for the inspection. I have to get back to work. 
I'll just come in next month because my tags aren't up yet. So this all starts, this is going to be a little twisted story, but it all starts with the fact that they told me I was going to need new rotors because my rotors were rusty. And I thought, no, I don't. I, I, there's nothing wrong with my brakes, but okay. So that was in the back of my mind. So there's a thought, a thought, planted a thought. So on my way home from work the next week, my alternator and battery start to go. And I'm like, let's get to the nearest auto zone on the way home so I can get a battery or get one of those chargers and see what's going on. Not chargers, but those devices where you can measure the current coming out of the alternator. So I go into the store and the gentleman basically says, um, yeah, no, that's the alternator. Um, I'm like, great. I don't even know. I, I need my car. <laughs> um, do you even know a, an auto shop who I could trust? And he goes, yes, I work at one. So the gentleman wasn't even supposed to be there. He just happened to be there because they told him to go to that store and close the shop because there's another auto zone right across from his auto shop. So that's seed number two planted, but I don't know much of this yet. So the next morning I call him and he fits me in while I'm waiting for him, which most people won't do while I'm waiting for my car. And that night, um, once I get home, I see that my credit card gave me a $900 increase in my credit line. I'm like, great. Okay. Fantastic. That's good news. Was not thinking about it because I did not think that the bill, the estimate they gave me was $899 and change. So there's the miracle. The universe knew in advance how much money I was going to need to get my car fixed the next day. <laughs> so as I'm in there, um, I said, hey, while the car's up there, can you check my brakes? Because I don't trust what this other place told me where I went to get an oil change. And he said, no, your brakes are fine. You, you'll pass the inspection, no problem. They're a tiny bit rusty, but it's not a big deal. No worries. And I said, wow, because... I didn't trust them. I wanted to find a mechanic that would be honest and truthful with me. And so I was able to get the money I needed, find the auto mechanic that was trustful and could take me that day. And basically he wasn't even supposed to be at that shop, which I had never been to before. I just went to the one on the way home from work instead of the one near my house. So a number of things had to happen to all line up and it all seemed very, very, oh, and I get there and they have on the one TV an episode of this bizarre show about kids that I happen to be watching on Netflix. So they're watching the, uh, like a few days earlier that week, I just watched an episode of it because I was just exhausted coming home from work and it was the first thing I saw and I said, great, I'll watch this. And it was in the middle of the series and they just happened to finish that episode and play the next one right where I needed to pick it up and I was there for the <laughs> afternoon and I watched the rest of the series. So like how much of that, it, I mean, it's all so personalized. Uh, every bit of it, and it's not some big fancy miracle, but every bit of it was completely personalized for exactly what I needed. The right. person was in the right place. The credit card gave me the right amount of money, even though the bill came out a little less. The original estimate was exactly the $900 minus right. a few dimes. Right. So, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, so it's all very personalized. So, you know, how do we push the limits on consciousness and go, is every bit already orchestrated like, like that scenario? Or how much can we control? And, of course, when you try and discuss this topic with other people... <laughs> no, everyone has belief systems and no one is willing to challenge those belief systems. So the night before all this is happening and I'm kind of trying to probe this with an, a 
you know, someone in my life. And, you know, the person's very, no, this is, this is how it works. This is my belief system. Just do this. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I believe that because I've been doing that as part of my spiritual practice. But what's the limit past that? What's past that? Is there something past that? No, it's just this. I'm like, well, how do you know that? You're, you're saying that like 300 years ago or three, 300 years ago, <laughs> I don't know how long it was, thousands of years ago, the earth was flat. Well, there's people that believe that now too, but um, I think science has shown otherwise and that the sun revolves around the earth and we know that's not true. And on all these things that people believe were fact and true and hard science, um, they no longer stand true because we know so much more now. And so how do we figure out the next phase of what this is, what our human interaction is with our conscious universe? and where we can go, or is it all predetermined? Like why, the next day, why didn't I win the lottery? Because everything else was completely planned and I need the money, I need a house. <laughs> so why, right. okay. why did it stop there? All right, so let's dive into that a little bit. This, you know, obviously there's a relationship happening because our work, as much as we are having our thoughts and emotions that are being sent out and radiated from us into the universe right as as frequencies the universe is feeling that it is completely connected omnipresently understanding what each thing and being where it's resonating everywhere at once i mean that's the miracle of when you start to understand what fills us as space and what the space actually is as consciousness it's mind-blowing to know that that energy, that intelligent energy is connected to every single thing it knows. It knows every single thing at once at all times. Okay. So our minds cannot fathom this. So that, that does limit us to being able to break through anything until I feel like until we, we are bumped up into a frequency that allows us a more cognitive relationship with this creative essence slash yeah. god because it is happening it's just that i feel like we're limited it is a relationship it does without a person it's not personal but the relationship understands is like we're asking when we when we set out a frequency that's an energy of our thought or our, our emotion it seems to recognize that as oh this is what they want this is what that thing wants because it's feeling that frequency coming in. Oh, let me give it, you know, like it just, it just gives its nature is to give and to create and to give. So yes, ask and ye shall receive type of thing. So we have to be aware that it is in a constant relationship with us that feels really right. So I am going to go ahead and use that as a, as a basis for developing a relationship with this. And it's, it's not a personal relationship. It's more of an internal understanding of the universal laws and the mechanisms and these principles that are in place that we're just discovering. It's, 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 um, it, it's more in that way. And that's where the science comes in. And yet we don't know all of the science. You know, we're, we're willing to push this boundary of understanding or, or acknowledging that we don't know, not even close to know what it is that we need to know to be in full conversation or full relationship or full manifesting power yet. So and, what, what yeah. we do know though 
is that the more we clear out the pattern, because we do know some things, right? We do right. know that through miracles, they're incredible. The universe is incredibly personal, incredibly time. Everything's timed, particularly to deliver those miracles. Um, it gives you exactly what you need, no more, no less, usually. And um, it's a massive multitasker <laughs> for 7.8 billion people. Yeah, and let me say for, for personal. Let me just re-clarify that because when i say personal i mean as a personality not as um it is completely utterly intimate right but it's not it's there's not a personal like oh i like you or i don't like you is what i mean it's not what our minds perceive as what is personal meaning oh god hates me the universe hates me or wow the universe really loves me that's what i mean by it's not personal it's incredibly intimate it gives us what it thinks we need by what we are putting out through our frequencies. So yeah, let me just clarify that. Yeah. Um, so that gets, you know, and I know you and I've been both trying to figure out like the human evolution in consciousness and I'm following clues through miracles and all things like that. And you're following clues through technologies. And so what I was going to say is that like, I understand and I've, because of experience that we've both had, the more that we can let be a clear channel, this is why I call it a clear channel for our soul to flow through and less in our beliefs and less in our ego and less in our um, imaginations about what we should be doing and just being that clear channel for consciousness to flow through us, we see we are more aligned to the quote unquote magic of the universe and more amazing things happen there still seems to be a limit to that. What are we limiting? We're not like, once you're in that awakened, enlightened state where everything flows through you, are you like- Well, I think we have to just actually stake a claim. I think we actually, at this point, because we're so aware of it, all we have to do is start experimenting now and just say, all right, I want to break through my preconceived notions. I, I want to expand beyond my belief systems. And I want to experience more of this creative essence, the creator of all that is. I want to be in deeper relationship with that essence and and, and then start putting it out there saying, I, I want this now, you know, <laughs> you know use your manifestation powers to manifest a deeper total understanding and power within your own creative ability that's awesome that you said that because i have where i just put together two nights ago like three statements about just i'm willing to see how that and everyone has trauma i'm willing to see how the trauma of my past has impeded my ability to live as my fullest expression of power and spirit and step into the vastness of all that i am i am ready to craft the most effective plan for my positive vision of the future through my inspired actions. And the third one's a little more personal, so I'm not gonna repeat it, but it said, I want full integration so I can see, heal, and overcome my limitations to flow with the power of the universe. Right, integration. We were bringing that up. That was a really big one for us. We realized that we're most likely lacking in integration. We're most likely 
still pulling back pieces of ourselves that we have given away through many, 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 many lifetimes, not just in the, if just not in this life alone, of handing over your power out of unconsciousness, handing over your soul power is what I'm talking about, handing over your knowingness to something outside of yourself gives a piece of you away without your knowledge or even just sometimes trauma, um, trauma does partying too much, drinking too much yeah. and, and, and not being uh, in control of your, your, your spiritual element or just even being under anesthesia or anything where there's, you're not conscious. It goes into the subconscious and being able to reclaim and integrate that back into your conscious awareness. Right. And that's the biggest challenge. We have to become consciously aware of all of the stuff running in our subconscious, which is 95% of what we 95%, if not more. Some some will even say 99%. So that's one reason why I we were talking about this, why I like to go into um, technologies, because you can't you can't fix the mind from the place where the problems of the mind come from. So it, it, there is there is a possibility in which I do feel since technology is being, t- it can take us into one direction that seems negative or transhuman or whatever. I feel like, no, we don't have to go that way at all. We can actually use technology um, as part of our, an extension of our consciousness, right? So that's what I'm talking about as when, when you mentioned technologies, it's a frequency, a, a frequency that will work with our um with with what we desire as a higher a higher experience not going in the other direction so i mean i'm always just want to clarify that because there's so many strange little ways that you can go so we're trying to clarify what we mean when we're saying it so that it's obviously more clear and then and that's to me that's like no different than the reason i work with india for their ancient consciousness technologies it's all energy frequency and it's all about raising the vibration and clearing out the energies that are just stuck or missing from your field or needs to be nurtured and healed or needs to be unblocked or whatever it is. It's still energy technologies and there's many, many ways to get there. Right. Oh, yeah. And and it's like, you know, the, the ancient yogis or enlightened beings knew what science just recently has been able to prove. Yeah. Right. I mean, they've known that for a long time. They're just coming at it from different places that go to the exact same point, which, of course, leads to the creative essence, the intelligent designer, God, you know, source, whatever it is you want to call that. That is the thing that underlies absolutely everything, everything. So we all have to get to that point to go, Okay, if I want to be more in relationship with that, how do I get there? Well, Tesla said you, you do it through energy, frequency, and vibration. That's going to give you the secret of the universe. I don't think at this point anybody refutes that. It's just that there's oh, everyone refutes that. <laughs> well, not in our circles. Not in our circles. Not in my but circles, in the world, right? right? Because well, forget the world. The world there does is, what it does. There's a new science coming out called you know biocentrism, meaning really the universe exists because of our conscious thought or is completely entangled with our conscious thought, depending upon who you speak to, but that is still a taboo outlier of physics. So the physicists who, you know, are really in the weeds with energy and frequency and vibration through quant- quantum physics, many, many people will not go down the road of 
you know, connecting the God element. Yeah, no, but that's why we don't even talk about that because they're, they're still very 3d oriented and it's, yeah, uh, it's passe. And I know, I know you've studied a lot of science, so it probably is very much rolling around in there. When you think of that for me, I, I don't even, that was it. I took algebra and, you know, things like that. And that was it. And I'm like, I just want to go into the intuitive aspects. I went more into the creative essences of things. And then the, and then I went into technologies. Then I got into quantum physics because it was the only science that ever really truly interested me because it wasn't exactly it wasn't Yeah. And that's the thing, like biochemistry took me straight to physics and quantum science because it had potential, but it still falls short. And that's why, you know, different theories are coming out where it's still, it's still like, I don't know. I saw very quickly genetics wasn't getting us there and quantum science had potential, but it still hasn't gotten us there because there's no grand unified theory that works for all of it. That they're still willing to consider miracles and things like that as outliers to quantum physics and outliers to the theories of how things work. So, and panpsychism, which is another one um, that science is kind of willing to dabble in, but it's one of those really weird things that scientists and people don't want to talk about. And so- Unless unless you listen to Nassim Armin, because that that being was able to, to get a theory that included um, oneness consciousness or the unified theory within a 4%. And that was years ago. I mean, this, I was fascinated by his, his, um, his math and his theory, what he was able to do with physics a while ago. And I haven't looked into it since then, but even back then it was phenomenal what he actually was able to prove. And he, he's put it out there in all the peer reviewed journals and all of those things. And he's accepted now. I'm not, but you know, science is going to, there's been a hijacking of science. Gosh, don't even get me started. So we, (laughs) when we talk about, you know, when we talk to our audience, when we talk to you guys, we're talking about the things that have, um, we're bringing it past the hijacking and, and allowing the things like we know when Tesla was able to tap into thin air and discover this free energy that was healing. Um, he was shut down. They stole. They stole his inventions. They they stole all of his paperwork, and they hijacked it. They wanted to bring in the drugs and the pharmaceutical companies, but there was an actual trajectory for medicine to go into uh, energy medicine because that was what was proven to heal and that made the most sense. And the surgeons were very excited. Tesla was teaching. There was all sorts of really incredible things going on that would have totally taken us into a different course. And that was stopped. It was hijacked. It was literally prevented from happening. So we now are going through a healing and, and, you know, I'm always saying I'm carrying the torch for Tesla because that's what it feels like to me. And I want to bring out the scientific aspect, the quantum physical aspect of what Sarah and I are always talking about here so that we can help bridge those those gaps in the belief systems that have just been able to only go religious or have just been held back as a, in a ceiling and a low ceiling of science that is allowed to be taught in the institutions, even the highest institutions, the Ivy league schools and such. So, and, and even back then in, in ancient Greece, when Pythagoras was, you know, doing his sound healing and he was, he was doing sacred geometry, 
he he understood it they still considered it sacred knowledge they considered it sacred knowledge and it was really through secret societies that they passed down this very knowledge that we are talking about now that's a lot more open now like sacred geometry and these things they they considered them sacred knowledge so we're bringing all of that back it's 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 a um a reevaluation and a, and definitely learning you know how how we can take that and 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 blow past this ceiling that we seem to come to when we feel like oh we have no control over that okay right so that's like always comes back to that same place so there's these different that into and i think that's where we were going it was when we had, did a podcast on power a few weeks back it was part of this topic because it was we got into the realm of how to get uh, well we don't you can listen to it we don't need to go there but it was really about personal power but the personal power is so much beyond what we're able to do as ourselves as part of the new human we know we have the entire universe working for us with this deeply personal relationship with us the more we're allow it to do the work for us right but what is the limit on that and that's where we keep getting stuck like okay i've just harnessed the universe to get me like i talked about this in the past get me an air conditioner for free or get me the vacuum for free that was in my amazon cart or whatever and i didn't ask it to it just did somehow magically and saved my life and all these things but how come there's certain aspects of my life that it's not happening um do i have to further align those aspects of my vibration probably but i don't know for sure or is that part of the relationship where at some point we said you know what i need to learn this right therefore every single door make sure that you close every single door to make sure that i go down this one path and, right. and then and then the universe said okay we'll do that for you and then you come in your body and you're like wow you know i can manifest this this and this this is so much fun what the hell why can't i do this and yeah. it's okay so do we just trust that and walk away and say hmm i have no control you know, I that's learning our lesson. I mean, and this is assuming that we're not, you know, blindly walking into the same wall all the time, or the same window, or the same whatever. We are doing the work to grow and steer and flow when the universe shows us these things. Like if you, if your life is in turmoil all the time, and there's drama and situations coming up all the time, it's likely that we're not listening. We're not listening to what we're being shown. We're not learning from it and steering course accordingly. But when these things come up and we're learning our lessons and we're growing and we're steering the course accordingly. We're open. Yeah, we're right. very open to what life shows us. We're super open to it. We're not trying to block anything. We want to know everything. We're like walking around like these open sponges just trying to go, yes, let me see more. Let me see more. Let me see that's a different that's a totally different mindset and right. a different vibration all and that's where we get stuck because we're doing the we're doing the practice we're working hard to clear all of the blocks out and things are right and left manifesting showing synchronicities yet the few big things that we know are necessary okay. for progress to move forward not just to help ourselves but to help this planet and the benefit of all and not that anyone personally is responsible, but we all contribute. Right. And 
and those so things are still not happening. So is that because we have ideas about it and the universe wants something different? Well, let's look at that. Let's look at a few different possibilities because we have on one, one hand, one thing that always tends to make a lot of sense to me, and I'm not saying it does 100%, but it seems to make the most sense. And that is with the simulacrum, with a simul some sort of a simulated reality that we're living in, as I have mentioned with the lucid dreaming and walking around knowing that I'm dreaming and tapping on the walls going, wait, this makes no sense. It's solid. I know this is not solid. Okay. So when you have experiences like that, where you know that your mind is creating solidity, it's creating form, it's creating this understanding that we're solid, mm -hmm. right? When you know that, all of the rules of engagement change, <laughs> they all shift because you know that there's, wow, okay, something, there's something in here that is allowing me to create my reality. And therefore I feel like I have more control. However, unless we're doing this in a way we've been, we've chosen to forget to come back into this particular video game, if you want to call it that, or simulacrum, because that was actually in the ancient texts, that this is actually part of basically a game that we've come to learn certain things. And we chose to forget so that we can feel the realness of this. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. Hmm. We, we know in, in reality, we are omnipresent as we are made in the image of our creator. And we know that that energy is omnipresent. It knows everything, every single blade of grass. It knows every snowflake in order to create a new one that's not of the same design as any of the other snowflakes. You know that this is the most intimate, um, wow, essence. And, and if that's the case, how could we be so disconnected from certain things? Not everything. From our own source, right? Because from our own source. Who we, we are and what we are. That. Right. We, we know how to let more and more of it flow through us until we almost disappear as an ego and become that. And that is the ancient consciousness, spiritual practices, et cetera, et cetera, and the technologies to, which are helping us get past our blocked energy fields. But at what point does, does it step in and do things for you? Okay, so I had my life saved. I was in my 20s. I was in Manhattan. I was out, you know, club hopping with my friend and everywhere we went, we went, I had a car in the city because I lived in Brooklyn and she lived in, or I lived in Queens at that point. I think I just, it was my first job out of the city. I was maybe 21 and I dropped her off and well, never, let me just go back to the clubbing. Every, we went to three different places and three different groups of people pointed to the front right tire of my car to the point and the, the third one, we were in a traffic jam and a woman rolled down her windows, pointed to the tire and started to say something. And then her driver like took off because she was in the passenger side. And I'm like, oh my God, what the heck is going on? So I got, I pulled over onto a more under street light on a less crowded street, got out in my little mini skirt and high heels and fishnet stockings and ran my hands around that dirty disgusting new york city street tire because i couldn't imagine what these people were pointing at and there was nothing there and there was absolutely nothing there so i was like okay whatever i don't even know this city is so weird so who knows 
So we went on our way and we went out for the rest of the evening, went to a diner and then I dropped her off in her apartment and I was turning left to go over the 59th Street Bridge but I got stuck at a light and there was automatically someone at my window and he was wearing a mechanics uniform. And normally, you know, you see when there, there's always someone begging at windows or there were at that time or trying to wash your window windshield uh -huh. and you see them coming and um, you have, you know, in New York, you don't talk to anyone. You just go about your business and you ignore them or you pull your car up or you just wave them away. But this guy was different and he was like, hey, hey, I need to tell you something. And I rolled down my window just to crack because he wasn't a vagrant in any way. And um, he said, you have a huge nail sticking out of your passenger side tire, my front passenger side tire, and you're not going to make it over the bridge. You're going to have a blowout on the bridge. And I knew how bumpy the bridge was. And it's four in the morning and he's not a bum and he's not a vagrant. And he said, I was crossing the street and I saw it and he came out of nowhere. So maybe he was crossing the street from the other side and I missed him. So there was part of me that was willing to trust him, even though I didn't trust anyone in New York, because there's always someone looking to scam you if you're a young, reasonably attractive girl. And, and, and of course, it's four in the morning and my guard's down. But the fact that he said my front passenger right side tire, I thought, oh my gosh, no, not my tire again. Like, what? And so I, and then as I'm about to go into his mechanic shop, which he pointed to me, which was the first floor of a building, like you can drive in, like you're driving into a parking lot there. And I'm about to go and all of a sudden I get chills up and down my spine and I see the vision of me on the dirty street, rubbing my hands around this tire going, there's nothing wrong with my tire. And the three people, like, I just thought, okay, he's the fourth. There's, maybe they were just preparing me for this. But I realized, no, I touched the tire. And my tire's fine. He is a scammer. And I swerved back on the bridge as I was about to swerve off. I swerved back into the line. People are honking me. I'm going five miles an hour over the bridge because I didn't want to dislodge the nail. And I just figured, okay, well, if, if my tire blows out, um, they'll call the police and maybe they'll call him <laughs> with the tow truck since he's got a mechanic shop right there. And at that point, like my body's shaking and all of me is shaking because I'm like, what is going on? Like, I'm thinking I'm going to have a blowout. And I get to the other side of the bridge and um, I pull over into the dark and I can just see the lavender skies coming up because the sun's starting to come up. But we didn't have cell phones back then, so there was no one I could call. And I'm like checking around and I get out of the car and I get down on my knees. This time I'm like shaking and I rub my hands around the tire and there was nothing there. Absolutely nothing. So, wow. I just thought he, it was a total scam and he almost got me. And if I hadn't run my hands around the tire myself before, I probably would have believed him. And so when I told someone about it later who was a cop, he said, at best you'd be kidnapped for sex trade, <laughs> raped in sex trade. And at the worst, no one would ever see your car again if you drove in that building, you would be raped and dead. Wow. And I just thought about that miracle for decades because it knew that, it knew it was coming up. It had three sets of people point at my tire and say something, but the last one was trying to say something to me Yet those people didn't know they were doing it. There was nothing wrong with my tire. There was nothing wrong with my car. 
They were just characters in the game mm -hmm. that were orchestrated in advance mm -hmm. to save my life. Right. So that, and that kind of thing has happened to me too. And with, um, with my boyfriend, it, it was the strangest thing. We were pulled over, we were traveling and we had been driving all night long. We were exhausted. So we thought we would just pull off the side of the road and we had both fallen asleep and we both woke up at the same exact time and went, oh my God, we need to get out of here. We hurry, hurry, hurry. Like put the key in the ignition. It was so bizarre. We were in sound asleep and we oh both God. did that. And then we're, then once we drove off, we're like, what the heck was that? And I said, I, I said, I, I saw something in my mind's eye that looked like some guy with this flannel shirt on coming up to, he goes, oh my God, I saw the exact same thing. Oh, you just gave me chills. Wow. I got chills too, because I haven't thought of that in so long and it saved our life. Okay. So wow. a very similar situation where there it's that personal intimate relationship with whatever this essence is that we are, that we feel like we're disconnected from at times because we're not getting what we want. Or, you know what, I want to help humanity. I need the money to get property, blah, 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 blah. However, what's the hold up with that? What's wrong with me? Where's my power of creation happening? Why isn't it happening here, but it's happening over there? But we know that we are deeply protected and deeply loved. And it's a deeply intimate connection that we have. But then your thoughts so, don't create your reality because there's something else going on. That's there is something else going on there. And that was the Similicrum thing where, where that guy was talking about part of in, in the possibility of this particular theory is that we are connected completely and totally so that it, it is connected consciously so that we get the things that we need and that we're also protected and that it also helps to set up the lessons that we need and that we have already come into this world to, to definitely get, to master. So there is that element that seems to be, it's got to be connected to the predestined aspect of it if it knows in advance to save our life. <laughs> And how do you around sounds very much like from what you just said, the aspect of the religions calling it a being God. And, you know, I, I think we can't separate it anymore. And I'm not sure whether Similicom separates it or not, but it's, it, no, I don't it includes it. it. It includes it. Okay, good. I don't see it as a, a force um, as a, being or someone watching over us as a conscious force of the matter of the ether and i think like tesla called it oh god spirit um radiant, radiant energy radiant energy sun. yeah scalar energy and radiant energy from the sun which was part of the properties of the ether with which we exist to use very simplistic terms but um and so if that's the case if it's not some un, omniscient consciousness, but it's a consciousness that's built into every piece of matter that exists. Exactly. <coughs> that is, that is obviously able, But then we should be able to transmute our lives in the way we see fit to some okay. degree. This is the other thing that I was going to bring up as well. Right now, we are being hit with very, very intense frequencies 
that mess with our ability. Okay, they mess with our abilities. And knowing that, again, you've got CERN, you've got, um, you've, you've got 5G and above of cell phone towers that are being microwaves, microwaves, microwaves by 50,000 satellites, satellites satellites that are 50,000 that start. It's going from 20,000 to 50,000 satellites that I forget what he said, 60,000 Hertz, which is the body is not, and the body, mind, spirit is not meant to be hit. We are supposed to be experiencing the mother earth frequency of 7.83 hertz so to be pummeling us with 60 hz that's crazy and that's on top of all of the other things they're doing with you know with cern and um all of the i mean really intense things that are going on natural solar storms and you know coronal mass ejections and we're getting uh, solar tsunamis that mess with our frequencies, but those are natural. They're meant for us to to get that information into our DNA through light. So we got a lot going on, is what I'm pointing out. And so, right, but okay, okay. I'm gonna play devil's advocate because that's all true. But if consciousness responds, and this is you know an adage that I've heard over the years, consciousness responds to the needs of its human collective basically or our consciousness on this planet because you know i can't speak to the entire <laughs> universe where like th that's the same as like when the uh student is ready the teacher appears it's like consciousness responds so is consciousness responding and upping the ante for our abilities yes i believe that's so our awareness of our ability well i wouldn't say our abilities but the awareness of our abilities i believe a lot of people are awakening and becoming more empowered to be all they can be and live more as the spirit um and then are there more miracles going on i can certainly from my own life say absolutely i believe there are so is consciousness responding to the needs of its human collective? And at what point does that overtake all of the more damaging agenda? Because right now that, <coughs> excuse me, that damaging agenda is intensifying. They're trying to put all that stuff on all at once because, you know, I think they're losing the game um, and they see it and they're in panic, but they're trying to get, people and our souls under strict control very quickly so is consciousness going to expand very very quickly well that would be that would be my thought my thought is we have come to we're going we're coming to a conclusion in this particular collective frequency of humanity you can call it we're going to be upgraded we're, we're, we're upgrading and this is, we don't know, we've not experienced, we don't remember experiencing anything quite like this. I doubt that it's ever been like this as we're moving in an upward spiral that each collective experience adds to this whole and it changes everything all the time. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it's constantly in motion of creation. There is nothing we can do about that. We're all completely connected and we're all completely connected to the source of whatever created this connection if there's no there's no separation from it so i guess in this particular game because it does feel like a game that we or or school that we graduate into something 
knew that this is the culmination, kind of the graduation days, the graduating days of this particular school or this particular level, this particular grade. And we're getting a chance to see what that's like and putting our piece of consciousness and experience in it for the next the next round, whatever that may be. See, and I, I, see I have a different perspective, so I don't necessarily align to that and um, myself, but I completely agree with the concept of that because I believe that, well, it's more complicated. You know, people are come to earth because ultimately this is a planet of conflict and war, um, whether we, re we realize it or not. And I believe a lot of people have come here to play out that karma and a lot of people have come here to balance out that karma and really help to have everyone. Because, I mean, out of all the people who are not forward leaning in their spiritual practice and their self practice of growth in their self evolution. And that's probably 98% of the population, maybe 95. Um, I really don't think they consider at all about growth and lessons and things like that. They're, they're, they don't, they may not be learning a few on but the that's, way. That's but. where there's, but that's where like the people that showed you where the tire was the tire, look at the tire, look at the tire. They're still connected. They're still part yeah. of it. But you're the avatar in this particular game. You are the one that has come here in this simulated reality for your lessons. And then there's everyone around us that's playing these supporting roles. Everybody. That makes perfect sense to me when I look at it like that. Because then I could see, wow, I know my mother adores me, loves me more than anything. So why has she been so hard in certain ways that have been so difficult? Well, hey. I've gotten a chance to learn this because she was that way, or I've got a chance to learn this because that person was this way. It's yeah. not like they sit there and try to figure that stuff out, but no, they're supporting, true. supporting players in this, in this stage, in this, in this play that we are experiencing and, and they're con totally connected. They're just not the avatar. You personally are your avatar for your lessons. They're going to be their avatar. I will be the supporting role for her. In her, you know, as she may not be aware of it, I'm aware of it, but our awareness and our consciousness is what we bring to the table. Right, but I don't believe we're here just for lessons, right? I, I believe- Oh, well, no, I know you always say, of course not. We have jobs, we have roles to play. In this case, light as a light worker, it's our job to know both the light and the dark. It's our job to know we are here helping and we've taken on a role to really assist the planet during this time period, right. which is a very chaotic time, but it's a role that we're, why we're trying to make sense of what we know and how do we push the limit on that? Um, to help more, right. we and want to, to help more. We out. Like I, we have to clear our own stuff to figure it out, but. Right. And that's where the conversations that we're having ensue. Yeah. And that's why they're always going to push the envelope always going to push the envelope. Right. And because, I don't think we're any closer to understand, and I don't think we can be any closer to understanding um, how this works, but we need to look at the clues. And I think that's what most people don't want to do. And, or people just want to go with what's in front of them and not critically pull things together that might seem random, but they're all clues to trying to figure out how this works and how we evolve to make ourselves um, a more powerful creator. Yeah, exactly. It, and for the good of the all. If something's not for the good of the all or for the good of us, it's certainly not going to happen. 
Well, oh, no. things happen all the time, but not even interested in anything that's not 100% for the best and high good, best and highest good of all concerned. There's just no point. So, I mean, at least in this podcast and, and with the way that you and I are, Sarah, we have zero inclination to, to delve into anything less than that. You know, as being the healer, energy healers, we understand that our consciousness affects those that were around. And, you know, you only want the best and highest good for all of creation. Yeah, like, I don't believe that death and destruction is a good thing, nor is it even necessary. But there are other forces on the planet that do. And, you know, so when I say for the highest good of the all, do I think that that's in the highest good of the all? No, no but I think no. other people's why does it have to be so intense? Right. Why, you know, why do they have to power. go? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing where I'm saying, well, I was talking to somebody yesterday, it wasn't you, but I was talking to them where I feel like what ended up, what might have happened is that we needed the dark for the contrast is this in this game so that we could see the light. Because if you don't have the darkness, you can't see the light. You can't see it visually. You need the comparison and the contrast to some degree, right? To some degree. But what I feel like happened was that there was a hijacking and that element that was just meant to be a backdrop of like, ooh, that doesn't feel good. Not to the degree where it has become, which is my Lord, eating babies or whatever, or adrenochrome or what have you. It's like, oh my God, no, that, it, whoa. It went way to the utter possible extreme. Right, and now they're trying to normalize that. That's another- And now they're trying the to normalize York, that and desensitize- New York Times article on cannibalism and the Swedish scientists, there's this like six, to 12 articles right out there right now that they're trying to normalize cannibalism. It's like, right. wow. Right. That's, that's very, it's very inverted. I'm not even going to use the word satanic, but it's the inversion of love. It's the inversion of the best and highest good for all. It's the inversion of it. And so we're always trying to go, okay, so look, this is what I feel like personally. I feel at least right now I can change tomorrow, but I feel like in, in this game where the yin-yang is part of our universe, where the dark gives us a way to see the light, but we also know that the second the light is in, the darkness no longer can be there. The darkness disappears right. once, the, once the torch of light is there, the shadows go away because the light is the basis. It is the strong power, the energy that is pervasive. It's not the other way around, okay? So we know that. We get that. We see that. It's pretty easy to see, right? Yeah, and I've experienced a past life where it was just light. There was no darkness. And we just create light and more light and just varying degrees of light. And it was. Well, I think that that's the majority of everything. And that's I think that I don't that's believe, everything. Yeah. And I don't believe we have to have such polar opposites. And I think the way you just described it with maybe a little bit of it in the backdrop so you can. Go yeah. deeper. But then it was hijacked. Is, is a good way to think about it because I hadn't thought about it that way before. Because I just like having experienced that life where there wasn't that level of darkness, it was profound, but it, it felt very real. So I got to see that it was possible. So I just don't think the darkness is necessary. Why do we need conflict? Why do we need fear? Why can't we just love? What is wrong with the world of love and compassion? Well, okay. this is what we're coming back to. You go away. It's just almost like a Kali Yuga. You know, you when when just looking at the way the planets are in motion around the sun or the galactic center, the central sun, 
right? When it goes farther away from it, you get the, you know, the dark ages because we don't have the light. And when it starts to come back, then consciousness shifts, you get more information coming from more light source and consciousness becomes more refined. And we start, you know, that's, this is all the process that humanity goes through in the same way that there's this whole equinox and, you know, the, the, this astronomy that's happening in our heavens with the planets. So, I mean, it's all connected. That's how astrology, astronomy is connected to what we feel and the times that we come into this planet, it's all connected. So right now we're coming, we are actually closer or in more of the light from the galactic center of the, the sun, the sun that's in the, the center of the galaxy. So that, that element is bringing in more of a of light energy and lighted the attributes of that light. So we are seeing the darkness more because of it. But my feeling is this is the ending of the darkness. This is why we're seeing it so much. It's out of the shadows. The light has come in. It's brought all the cockroaches out of those shadowy places that the cockroaches love to hide. They have nowhere to go. So now they're scattering about. And as they scatter about, we get a chance to see it. And we're like, whoa, look at all the cockroaches. How could this planet be so evil? Well, it was always, it has been that way for a long time because it got hijacked. People don't so, understand what oppression feels like. So, well, they're, they, they're, they're used to a slave 3D mentality, which is why you can wear a face muzzle as a mask and not have any problem wearing it because they, they used to use those on the slaves in Egypt. So, there's, a, there's an understanding that some of the people or a lot of the people that don't choose to, to, to go past their belief systems, they're just fine saying, this is what I am, don't question it, go to work, you know, gonna get married, have kids, and then retire and die and not have any self-introspection whatsoever. That's, that's a basic 3D slave mentality. And that's fine because that's not that's a backdrop those are beings that are there for us as our avatar right now in this simulation or well, this see, and or that's this where i digress because i don't believe that i believe every single soul i believe they're a backdrop people true and others going through their experiences might be a backdrop for us but i believe every soul here has that value and that potential of course of course, Sarah. That, that, well, the okay. way you're speaking about it sounds intense, so I, I just want to. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I that's that's I'm always saying that's a given. That's a given. That's that's the understanding. But in in the because we're all made of that. But it's the it's the self awareness that changes everything. Your consciousness right, wanna... is going to change your experience of you know where you are on the planet. Right now, I've got people that are supporting actors in my in my game and I every single one of them have their own are their own avatar and I'm their supporting actor in this right. game right so there's no what the only thing we're bringing to the table is the amount of awareness of the game that's it everything else kind of seems like it's just it's it's doing its thing it's all evolving but what matters is what I'm gleaning from it because I'm the one that's here with the consciousness you know, that's why you be born alone and you die alone, so they say. And yeah, that, words that we use all the time, like game and things like that to me as well, that I perceive this as a gift, not a game. And I perceive it as being in service um, 
more than learning lessons because we are in service to ourselves and to the whole consciousness when we're learning our lessons as well. So I think, you know, I think perhaps that's why I get opposed to hearing about this and to some degree, just an internal energetically opposed because I don't know the whole thing and I don't, I'm not opposed to the similicrom. Um, it's just, I think the terminology that gets used within that realm doesn't feel like it's resonating properly with me because, um, you know, as humans, we just try and define it in terms that everyone can understand, right? So everyone understands the movie The Matrix, and that's kind of changed everyone's perceptions since that came out, or most people's. And um, so I just I think it's all included. That I it's, yeah, I think it's all included. I don't think there's really any separation to it, because the more that you understand that everything is made of the same thing, you can't separate it. Right, and it's all sacred to me because it is all sacred. such a, and I hate using the word gift, but it's all infused with this existential magic that we're trying, that we are, that animates us, that somehow we're still that, even though we drop these bodies, we're still that. And it's, um, I don't think it's just sacred because it's fascinating and I'm trying to figure it out. I think it's sacred because it is the fundamental nature of who and what we are and we're still trying to understand that but it's sacred in that it's a creator of unbelievable unimaginable proportions and we haven't figured out how to use it to create the simplest things in our lives but it is a creator and pretty much that's probably all it is but that's that's exactly why we're bringing this out because what doesn't make sense is why we're asking the question. Okay, so when I, speak, <laughs> I know Maybe this this whole argument comes into circles. <laughs> I know it's it's and it's always going to. It's just like I think there may be like little trigger words or whatever. But in reality, it's completely understood, completely felt and experienced that the creative essence is this unfathomably profound, intimate beautiful <laughs> omnipresent essence of absolutely everything so to me when i speak about the game or i speak about this play or i speak about this this you know simulated reality it's something that that essence somehow allowed us to participate in it was coming from that essence that was allowing us to participate in this the same way that I'm able to knock on a wall when I'm dreaming and going, oh my God, wait, which reality is more real? Is it this lucid dream or is it this reality? Okay, well, it's it's still the creator. It's still the creative essence that's created all of it. So it includes absolutely everything. And I don't think there's any actual cap to it. I think that, I, I, I don't think there is. That's why I'm saying as how we started at the beginning where I truly feel that you and I will dig and prod and uh, you know try to get in there and right i think that's how we aligned to all this entire conversation this entire podcast that we're doing because we both want to know <laughs> we want and so that's why it's just like i think we need to claim so now it's just a matter of experimenting and this is when it gets fun because now you and i can experiment with different things maybe different affirmational um you know thoughts that we can do or certain 
clearings or certain integrative exercises that we can do to push the limit of what we know and see how much more we can glean from it. Because honestly, we've kind of burned through the, the different masters or the different concepts of how you become enlightened. We've already lived our life for that. And we're, we're right. now I want to know how the masters create things out of thin air. Exactly. <laughs> how does that, where does that, how does that mastery, how does it, without having to go sit in a monastery or sit in a cave or, you know, it's a contemporary new understanding of really being at one with the creator and, and doing it in a way that's working for us now with this backdrop of what we're experiencing, which is not being connected to, you know, 7.83 mother earth. It's, you've got all, we are, but there's all of these other distractions and disturbances in our field that are trying to keep us from that, where when you're sitting in a Himalayan cave, hello, you kind of have everything you need as far as being at one with nature. So now we have kind of a different reality that we're experiencing, yet we still want the same, we you still want to know the same enlightened um, experiences right. that come from having to sit in a cave and being at the foot of a master, because that's that is an older understanding. And we all know right now, we, we've done that and we, we wanted it then. And yet here we are, we right. wanted it then we gave our life to that hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think we need to start thinking about using our belief systems or creating new belief systems to change our reality too. Yes. Right. Because if you get rid of unlimited belief systems and then you just leave that empty space in there for consciousness to flow through, that's, beautiful and then absolutely you're not creating from like who's driving the show it's the higher self it's the higher spirit um where does that intelligence come from it's built in <laughs> but um you know i think with our belief systems like i like you talked about the microwave radio we talked about the microwave radiation and how it's harmful to the body well, I have a belief system from just the beginnings of what I learned in college about DNA and the photonic nature that we can take in light. We have the ability to take in unbounded amounts of light. And it's like programming and conditioning your body like an athlete would to get a fine trained muscular physique with our cellular mechanisms, with our DNA, things like that. So if we're being pummeled with 5G or 60,000 microwave, 60,000 hertz, whatever it is, microwave radiation, I believe to some degree the epigenetics of our body, meaning the malleable nature of our DNA, there is to a certain degree we can overcome sure, and expand beyond that and be fine with those frequencies. But I also know that our bodies were born and trained to the 7.83 Hertz. So I think from a, just a spiritual energetic level is, is that radiation used because that is a level that someone knows we can't overcome. Have they done those tests? Have they done the limits on those or can we overcome that too? And if we're infinite, I want to learn to overcome that too. If our DNA holds light photonic, how much of our structure can we change as we grow? Obviously we can't go from zero to a hundred thousand overnight because that would blow our circuits, but how, how can we become stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger to be able to hold and process and use those higher frequencies as our evolution happens into 
other dimensional well, realities, right? We, al we already know that we just neutralize frequencies that are not helpful to us. We, we know that minerals are on this planet to help us neutralize frequencies that are not beneficial for us. So we can neutralize them. We don't have to get rid of them. And, you know, what about the extra stuff that's left over when, when that energy has just been neutralized so that it's not harmful? You know, we can take that. We can yeah. take that and utilize. We can do anything we want is the point. The point right now in this conversation that is so thrilling is that nothing needs to hold us back. Nothing. Zero. We have everything as the creative essence that we are. All we need to do is realize it. All we need to do is practice it. All we need yeah. to do is, is really, because I, I personally have not gotten to this place that I am at right now, as healed as I am emotionally from so much of the trauma that I've experienced. I feel very healed. I'm not saying that, you know, if something comes in, it may not throw me or trigger me. That's not the case, but I'll deal with it if it does. But I am that much more healed now and ready to go into a new level of experience and ready to know that I can create it through my own self-acknowledgement and self-knowingness that I am that I am that. I mean, I really know that. I just haven't played with it yet. Yeah, I think that's where we went to power, right? Because if yes. we don't understand, we don't heal the trauma of not having power, because it's going to take a lot of power to do this. That's what I believe. That's what I mean by power. And a lot of clearing. Ability yes. to be effective. And a lot of integration. Right. Yes. Exactly. Right. All of those things. So sure. um, I think, you know, as we because I've done tons of clearing and I'm still working on certain aspects of integration from, you know, just some traumas, but, um, and, and that's the thing, like we know that there are oh, millions of people who have open hearts and no money, or we know a lot of people that have money and no hearts. So different parts of our bodies vibrate at different frequencies. Therefore we're calling in different experiences for those specific kinds of things. Like if you're looking for heart centered, you might have to work on it, but money's easy for you or vice versa. Right. And those are just examples. There's a million of them. And ultimately we're a culmination of all those. So we have to, I don't, I don't know if it's, we're going to have time in this life nor to really help the planet get where it needs to be. If we're going to go one by one by one and clear out those hundreds of thousands of things, I don't know how big the list is, but I'm sure it's grand. And yes, and thus that's what we're talking about. The technology. Right. So we're no longer able to do the clearing and integration unless the power gets amped up. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think my constant focus these days is on how to be effective, which ultimately all comes back to that empowerment and power to use this consciousness for good for ourselves and the planet, or the planet and ourselves, because you have to be aligned to that yourself if you're going to bring it through as your experience into the planet. Well, so. of course, yeah, you got, and you've got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help anybody else. It, it has to be in there in order to, to radiate out. Yeah. But you can also pull in the beautiful, you know, energies that are available and let that come out even with the, without you being completely cleared or completely integrated or any of that, because we see it happen all the time. Yeah. I mean, the things that helped me, like when I was back with my boyfriend and we woke up and went, oh, I gotta get, we gotta get out of here. In that moment, oh my, I, we were probably drunk. I mean, 
you know, it's like I, my consciousness level at that point was pretty low, even though I was starting to go, ooh, I feel like I need something spiritual. I've got this hole in my gut and I want, I, I need to know something spiritual. I don't know what it is. So I was starting to really, that thing was starting to grab me mm-hmm. at that time. But, and maybe that, you know, who knows, maybe that's why my life was spared in that moment, because it was like, oh, you know, that's, that, that being is going to, is going to do it in this life. I, who knows? But regardless, it's, we don't have to be perfect. And we certainly, our minds are not going to think that we're, we're evolved enough to, to do these things that we're talking about. We're poking and prodding so that we can get past some belief systems. We can open up and allow new information to come in and allow for more, you know, higher frequencies and, and higher vibrations to open us up to more loving attributes. And through that, we just continue to create what we want to create. And if we can, if it can happen sooner than later, yay, because that's not what I'm looking for sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not have to, um, to go through much more of this extreme contrast of consciousness with this, you know, things that seem very toxic and very harmful. And, you know, like push through that, doing our own work, but pushing through so that we can create a cohesion, a a coherence, an energetic coherence with one another so that that becomes the reality, the new norm, right? Not this other thing, this great reset or what have you that seems to be so all pervasive in our, on our globe. No, let's, let's create our own reset, (laughs) our own awakening that's coherent and keep focusing and and, uh, relating and bringing each other together in that. And that may take us doing different things that we've never done before. That's why I'm saying in this experiment, because right now I think we're in a place where we're willing to to do new things, to experiment new ways and, and see where we can go with it. That's what's exciting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we could talk about this forever and go around in circles with it forever. And I think, yeah, no, I think we covered everything. Is, you know, we're just going to keep pushing the limit because clearly there's an inherent unknown magic that the world calls God that is incredibly personal that I still want to think of in terms of a full unified theory of consciousness and, um, how, where, what are the limits of our ability to grow and change through that? And what is predetermined yeah. and, and is, is it, are multiple things predetermined? And if we take the next step, do we open up a whole new world for ourselves? Maybe multiple timelines are predetermined. I mean, that's something we haven't even talked about. Um, and then it, it's more than it is more like a video game at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Open here, get your prize, go up to the next level. Open here, get your prize, go up to the next level. And I, I'm not sure I'm willing to agree to that <laughs> from an inherent perspective, but it might be completely true. Um, we and, and we'll get there where I will agree to it. But yeah. I think at the moment, um, I'm still, you know, the ego, the self that wants to be there, that wants this control, that wants to think it's an independent, personal identification that has consciousness on its side, you know, wants to be able to control things. But ultimately, that's probably not the way it is. Who knows? 
I think I think we're still learning about our creative essence, and because of that, we're just going to keep moving along and experiencing life and letting life show us where it feels you know right and where where the path opens up over here, and that will lead us to another thing. And little by little, all the puzzle pieces they come together, but they're certainly not all there yet. And that's you know probably part of this particular level that we're at, you know, as far as you and I definitely tend to resonate here and want to understand this here and want to play a role in expressing this outwardly. So it's like, okay, let's do it. Let's, and, and let's bring in some new thoughts and some new experiences and some new practices and exercises that we can um, just start to play around with now that we yeah. have this and acknowledged it. We put it out there into the universe. You know, that's what we just did. So let's let's yeah, do that. I'm, I'm really, really focusing every week on that complete integration with all that I am. Complete integration of healing, complete integration of the entire breadth of who and what this soul being is in its in our most masterful form. And I okay. think that that um, yeah, we get what we want and need. So I know we want, we'll see if we need. <laughs> exactly. We'll see. We'll see what it is that we'll see the, you know, we'll see what we signed up for, so to speak, yeah. you know? Yep. Okay. Well, that's a promise because I know you and I won't stop till we get there. <laughs> it is a promise. It is definitely a promise. Oh, uh, that was fun. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to sign off for today. Yeah. Everyone for listening, please share and like, uh, like and share if you like. Share and like, like and share. Thank you for participating in this prodding and probing. And we can't wait to experience sharing more of our experience with you. And hopefully at some point we'll be able to hear some of yours. And uh, absolutely. Let us know what you think about let us know. what your experience have shown you. Belief systems are um you know we always try and personally address our belief systems and then go for what the universe has shown us and if you have those stories out there we absolutely would love to bring them to the forefront because we're all in this discovery together we believe absolutely. we are huge masterful powerful beings of spirit love and compassion and that's the world we're trying to create so the more we can do as a collective to get us there please bring it forward let's share the conversation yes all right so i'm gonna sign off goodbye everybody bye everyone thanks a wonderful for day wonderful week okay bye y'all